Hello and welcome to Law Talk. My name is Mitchell Panter. I'm an attorney with the law firm of Panter, Panter and San Pedro. And we're here today on the show called Law Talk. A little bit of history. It's interesting because Anna's going to tell us how she does a show uh, at WLRN. About 30 years ago, Brett and I were uh, partners and we decided we wanted to do a little bit of community service. And the way we did community service was by helping people out. And what we did was we had a TV show, it was a half an hour show, and we would bring in different lawyers, different judges, different members of our community uh, to talk, to discuss, to educate people. And we decided that that was a great thing because when people had questions, we were able to answer them, obviously about the legal area. So recently uh, we formed the Panther, Panther and San Pedro Network. And what this is, is a group of lawyers throughout Dade and Broward County um, that do all kinds of law at Panther, Panther and San Pedro. Our motto is uh, we're a law firm dedicated to protecting Florida's families. And one of the ways that we do that is by educating people. So when we formed the Panther, Panther and San Pedro Network, our goal was to meet with lawyers that did everything, all different kinds of law, whether it be immigration, family law, commercial litigation, criminal, uh, no matter what it was, we wanted to be able to help people. Uh, our law firm is personal injury and medical malpractice in those kind of areas. Uh, but we have the ability to never say, I don't do that. Uh, we say, hold on, we'll get you on the phone with somebody that does it. Uh, we've had an opportunity to meet with people such as Anna over here. We'll talk to her in a minute, introduce her. Um, and, and we get these people that are skilled, qualified, competent people in their different areas of law uh, to help people. So when you call Panther, Panther and San Pedro and you say, hey, I need a lawyer that does whatever it might be, in this case, family law, um, we say, hold on, let us get you in touch with Anna. Uh, you call Ms. Fernandez, she helps you, she does what she does. Uh, so we want to be the full service people. We want to be the people that you go to. Uh, we want to help you. We are a law firm dedicated to protecting Florida's families. And we always say, let our family help you and your family. Anna's part of our family. Anna, good morning. Welcome to Law Talk. How are you? I'm doing great, Mitch. Thank you so much for having me. Introduce yourself. Who are you? What do you do? Hi, my name is Anna Fernandez. I am an attorney. I have my own firm, uh, Legal Lotus. I'm born and raised in Miami, been living here, don't want to move. I love it. Not Absolutely in days like today, that's oh, for sure. I mean, it's it's cold, but it's so beautiful. And and yeah, I'm very happy to be here. Um, I've been practicing for about 10 years now. And I wanted to thank you again for having me part of your network. Um, I mean, I, I got into the PPNS network. I believe it was in two, 2019 when I went off on my own. Huh? You're a newbie. We've been I around for about 10, 12 years now. Right. But I, so I went off on my own and, and, you know, it was very scary because, you know, you go off. I don't, I didn't take any clients with me or, or that sort of thing. I had to network and I was by a miracle of God, I met uh, Mr. Barry Stein, who's amazing. Right. Um, and he, he made the introduction and ever since then I've been part of this network and it's, it's just wonderful. And thank you again for, for letting me. Well, let me back up a little me. bit. Where'd yeah. you go to school? Where'd you grow up? Tell us a little about who you are. Okay. So I grew up in the roads. It's a small little area, um, close to Brickell, close to everywhere. Really. My parents still live there, which is amazing. Uh, I went to the South high school, I went to St. Peter and Paul also, which is, uh, right in the roads as well. Uh, after that, I went to FIU. I got my bachelor's in psychology, and then I went to St. Thomas for law school. When did you graduate? I graduated in 2011. And when you graduated, did you know, hey, I'm going to go do family law, or how'd you wind up in that area? So funny story. Uh, a lot of lawyers ask me the same questions because a lot of lawyers don't like family law. It's, uh, it's pretty um, interesting. Um, but so I, I started working with my father. My father is also an attorney. He 
born in Cuba. His father, my grandfather, was also an attorney. Wow. In they Cuba? Both, in Cuba and in the States, wow. he also got his license. They worked together. Um, you know, it doesn't work for everybody, but I worked with my dad for about five years, and he would do criminal law primarily. And since he's been doing it in South Florida for over, I mean, now it's almost 40 years, the network that he developed was was pretty large and a lot of people would come back to him for divorce cases. So uh, rather than uh, referring, which he would still refer, he would keep some of them in house and he would just kind of pass them to me um, because I really didn't have a problem with it. And like I said, I had a background or I have a background in psychology. So that in a way kind of helped me. And I really I noticed that that practice of law, just like most every practice of law, it does have it gives you the ability to help people. But for me, I felt my place was helping families, um, you know, whether it be people that have minor children and going through a divorce and don't know how to explain it or handle it. Or it, it's it's a lot of issues within family law that I I'm an empathetic person that I just kind of related to it. And ever since then, you know, that's that's my passion. You brought up an interesting point because I know we had a few weeks ago Al Bordas, who who does uh, IP and intellectual property, that sort of stuff. And and a lot of his background was uh, engineering and, and things of that nature. Um, my background is I started off and I did personal injury on the other side, I was doing insurance defense work. You mentioned psychology, and it does seem like a perfect fit for family law. So tell us a little bit about that and how that helped you out and works with you on a day-to-day -day basis now. Well, it helps tremendously. Number one, I love developing lists for, for people of sources or resources that I've used. And a lot of them are either self-help books or psychology books. It really helps people going through uh, changes in their family dynamics because you got to learn how to process it. A lot of people, we go to school, we, we're taught black and white type thing. Emotions are, are something that need to be processed. And that's something that they they kind of, that's, my eyes were open to that when I, when I studied psychology. So, and you know, there's certain patterns and, and things that I believe that I have an advantage just because I, I have a background in psychology. So I understand why a person would maybe act out or act in a certain way. And then if that person that's acting out is my client, I can actually try to remedy it or, or try to give them advice of how to handle it. So, so there are certain lawyers, divorce lawyers, family lawyers that handle only men or only women or only this type of, do you have a specialty? Do you handle only one type or do you have help whoever needs it? Well, I'm, I'm open to helping anybody that comes to me. And if I am not going to necessarily take your case, I will definitely find someone either, whether that be in the, the PPS network or, you know, a colleague of mine. I do like, I mean, our, our practice, we see a lot of the same attorneys. So when you develop and you know, wow, that, that attorney, although they might be on the other side, they're very good. So you develop those relationships. And then if it's a case that I may not necessarily take, I will refer it to someone that I know will do a good job. So I guess going back to your question, if there's like a specific um, client that I'm, I'm willing to take, my I, my ideal client are those that they know what they want. They know they want a separation. They have assets. They don't know what to do with it. But, you know, they're they're grounded people and they know that it's it's over so let's separate and let's do it in an amicable way what are our rights and that's 
that's really what I'm I'm looking for. Well, let me let me bounce back because you mentioned something really important with the referrals and where you get the business and how you get it. And one of the ways that we work together with the Panther Panther and Sun Pedro Network is we we gather lawyers that do different kinds of business. And you had mentioned really important issue. Um, who do you send the case to? Because we know as in the field, there are certain lawyers that fight, certain lawyers that agreeable, certain lawyers that represent only men, certain lawyers that represent women. Um, you had the benefit of, of Barry Stein, who's a great mentor and great friend to our network. Um, how is it that the Panther Panther and Sun Pedro Network came to you and 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 you worked with it to to enable you to I don't know get business meet lawyers um and then not only our network but other groups that you belong to other societies other memberships um that you belong to that help you with your practice well absolutely so like I said it was a blessing from God I met Barry Stein he's amazing <laughs> and I I mean I love him he's great at what he does um well he made the connection and then it's it's just great because it's um, the commitment that we have with the PPS, with the Pender Pender San Pedro Network. It's we know that we have each other's backs. So if there's if I'm looking for somebody in Orlando and I don't know many people in Orlando because I don't necessarily practice there on a daily basis, I can shoot a quick email to the to the network. And within seconds or within minutes, <laughs> um, I'll, I'll have quick. a response. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's great because it's that's um, it's powerful because, you know, if you, you don't want to turn down someone that needs help. Exactly. And, and I think that's we have the same sort of values in that in that regard, that if someone's coming to you with a problem and let's say I'm not going to be the one that's going to solve it, but I'm going to help you look for that person that will. And that's where, you know, Pander Pander San Pedro comes in. That's where other networks I know that you're heavily involved as well in BNI um, and in other other networks. There's a, there's a family law network of, of lawyers and there's the Dade County Bar Association. You're young enough to be part of the, the probably the young lawyer section. Um, so there's lots of different groups out there that you can get Absolutely. help. And, okay. So we heard the word family law. What does that mean? So I cover, and, and I like to just kind of generalize it and say any changes in, in the family dynamics, whether you're going to get married and you're going to add on a spouse or you're having a baby, you're not married, but you have to have some sort of documentation that is going to establish like who's going to pick up the child from daycare. And, you know, there, there has to be some sort of structure whenever there's children involved. So um, whenever there's changes, whether it's a separation, whether it's an addition, I'm here to help and I'm here to help to plan out what's going to happen in the event of X, Y, Z. What's going to happen, you know, when the child um, goes to high school, who's going to make the decision on what school they're going to go to? Are they going to go to private school? Like little things like that. Um, and, and that's where I come in. I love doing agreements. I, I have a strong background also in contracts. I, for some reason, I have a passion for contracts, but it helps me a lot, too, because at the end of the day, if, if we don't have an agreement, we're going to go to a judge and the judge is and we have amazing family law judges in in Dade County. Amazing. So tell us a little bit about that. How how your court, meaning the family law court, mm -hmm. is different than my court. Um, I'm in the yeah. civil. You're probably civil as well, but but you have a separate court that handles family law. How does that work? So our court, we the main difference between our courts is that we don't have a jury trial. So and that's kind of a big difference because really the decision is is based on the judge if we get there. So the process that the way that family law cases work is 
automatically, if, you, if there's a child involved, no matter what, you will be sent to mediation. The judge will do that. If you're saying, no, I want to go to trial, great. We'll set you for trial, but you have to go to mediation first. What is mediation? So mediation is the process of you, whether you are represented or you're pro se, you go before a neutral party who is called a mediator. That person is educated on the laws. They're educated, not necessarily on your case, but they're educated enough to know the process to say, look, you have this judge or you have this situation. This is what I believe is going to be the outcome. They cannot give you legal advice per se because they're not your lawyer, but they can say, look, generally speaking, this is how it typically works. And their goal is to to come up with an agreement. At the end of the day, that's the best the best way to approach a case is let's get an agreement because that gives the parties the power to make the, de the decision. ultimate decision. Right. Otherwise, and a it's judge is going like to make civil. the decision for them. Right. And it's like civil where let's say you get sent to mediation, you have a mediator, a third party. Um, and it's it sounds a little bit scary, but you can have it in separate rooms where you don't have to see the other party. The only person you're communicating with is the mediator. Um, but again, if you don't come up with an agreement, then it's going to be sent for a judge to decide. And in your case, it would be a jury or sometimes judge if it's right. a bench trial. Um, but in my case, it's always going to be a judge that well, decides. So let me ask you, you brought up a really important thing. You get head to head and talk to each other. COVID. How has COVID affected the family law and, and your cases and your people you're dealing with? Okay. So there's many ways of looking at this. I want to tell you that it has been, in my opinion, beneficial. I know that civil cases are different in the sense that in mediation, a lot of people want to see it in person, but say like in family, if the parties are not getting along, they're fine. They're good with doing it on Zoom. Different rooms and on Zoom helps. Yeah, right. that's, that's really okay. But really the beauty of what I found in what our courts, they just adapted immediately. And now if you have an uncontested divorce, you don't have to go to court anymore. Before it would be streamlined, it would be simple. You would just have all the documents, you would file them, then you would have to go to court. And if you had a lawyer, like if I were representing someone that was in an uncontested situation. Well, let me stop you. What does that mean, uncontested? Thank you. <laughs> so uncontested. <laughs> You're like defining matters so people understand and they learn and they can get some information. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. That's a very good question. Sure. So uncontested means that you just you you know how you're going to either divide the property assets or time spent with children, or there's no property assets, uh, liabilities or children to divide or, or have an agreement, like, you know, delegating everything that needs to be done in, in those situations. It's just two parties. We want a divorce and we need that paper. Okay. So everything else is filed and you get a date with the judge. If you have an attorney, it's really a five minute process when you go in front of the judge, but waiting for your turn could take hours. So that was kind of a downside, especially for us, because we don't want to necessarily want to have to charge a client to just sit there for two hours your turn in court when there's 12 minutes. people in front of you. Right. Exactly. Well, you do get a benefit because lawyers do get to go first, but things happen. The judge sure. may have gotten in a car accident. There's things that happen, right? So ever since COVID, now it's it's very streamlined. You don't have to go to court anymore. You just submit all the documents. You don't have to wait. You just get the, the order. There's not even online. a Zoom hearing? You wow. can avoid the Zoom hearing. Okay. 
by filing what's called, uh, it's called the UCD affidavit of remote. So it's what it is, it's, it's an affidavit signed by the parties. If there is an agreement involved, then both parties have to sign. But typically, it's just the petitioner, which is the person that's bringing forward the divorce. Um, the person that's filing it. Right. I mean, it could be both parties coming together, but you but won't it's want- it's got to be one person that's pursuing it. And yeah. Everyone agrees on an uncontested matter. Right. Because, I mean, there's also simplified, and but that means that both people would have to go to court if, if it was simplified. If it was uncontested, and I always recommend, even if you both agree, have one be the petitioner so that if we have to go to court, both of you don't have to go. And can you have the, the either simplified or uncontested when there's children involved? I would think that when children are involved, you got custody, you got money, you got you know visitation, all these sort of things. And, and, and can you still do that in a simplified manner? Absolutely. And that's my really that's my ideal client, because what we would do is we would sit down, we would go through an agreement. And I, I, it's possible to represent both parties, but I don't do that just because, you know, there's certain things that, um, certain precautions and you're kind of like towing, you're going kind of on the line of, uh, you don't want to, because if somebody has a question and you're representing both, it's kind of, um, it's, it's a little bit harder. So I always take one party, usually the petitioner, and then I sit down with them, what's going on. We list out all of the potential issues. Everything that's agreed on, that's already in writing. The potential issues that they're, they're not sure how to handle it, I'll give them ideas. This is certain ways of how you can uh, divide time that works for both of you because now mom and dad both work. So who's going to pick up, you know, um, Sally from school and take her to dance practice? That sort of thing. Um, so... Going back to your question of, of can you have children and have an uncontested divorce? Absolutely. But that changes over time because the, the child's needs and visitation at two and six and 12 and 14 are substantially different. How do you account for the changes that are inevitably going to happen in life? So whenever there's a change in the circumstances from the date of the filing, or I'm sorry, from the date of the executing an agreement, let's say mom and dad, they agree to everything and the child is three years old. That's a big difference when the child now becomes either you middle know, school, high middle school, school, teenager, driving. the whole nine. Yeah. Exactly. Or cell phone even. Exactly. Like, those are things that you don't really think of the child is three. Not when they're young. Right. Right. So it's okay, though, because the courts recognize this and anything that you there's certain ways of, of looking at it. Anything involving children, support, the maintenance, that's schedule. All of that is modifiable. No doubt. The everything involving in, in the marriage, though, like alimony or like finances and, and properties, that's not modifiable. I mean, well, alimony is modifiable, but if you don't get alimony from the onset and an agreement, you you cannot reopen the case and ask for alimony. What, once I, it's closed. I, I'm, I'm, I'm married. I get divorced. Uh, all of a sudden I win the lottery. My financial circumstances change dramatically. Does my wife get any of that? How does that happen? Your ex? My ex-wife. <laughs> we've, we've, we've gotten divorced. We're done. We're over with. Five years down the road, all of a sudden, um, my my ex-wife loses her ability to work for some reason. I, I win the lottery. What do we do about that? Well, congratulations on the lottery. <laughs> um, unfortunately, for for the ex-spouse, if there was nothing in writing of for any type of maintenance or... Because remember, uh, an agreement like that, you could also request a court to... Um, Adopt it, acknowledge it, but not 
necessarily included in the final judgment because you want it to be also uh, enforceable in contracts law. So if you have some sort of provision, because you could get creative that says if my if my soon to be ex-husband wins a lottery in five years, then, you know, maybe you have an argument. But otherwise, there there's really nothing you can so do. Put it in immediately or your history. Yes. So that brings a good point. You, you mentioned earlier on, I want to go back to it, contracts. Mm -hmm. And I know that there's a prior to marriage contract. There's maybe even a during marriage contract. And then there's a after marriage contract. What's the difference and how do you work those up? Okay. So pre-marriage, that would be a prenuptial, uh, prenup, uh, premarital. Those are all um, just different words of saying it. But yeah, so a prenup is before the marriage. If you don't get married, then that agreement is not never going to come into play. So really the terms and what triggers a prenup once you decide and you execute it is the marriage. So, so but let me stop you. So we hear about the prenups with the very wealthy because the dad doesn't want the ex the, the, the young son to come into all this money and this new gold digger wife or husband comes <laughs> along and takes the money. What, what is a prenup? And is it something that your average everyday person uses or is it something exclusively for the ultra rich? So that's a very good question. And thank you for breaking it down. So for prenups, it's really for me, I've actually experienced where it's an everyday person is is kind of doing it now because now you have two parties that typically work. Whereas maybe if you go back 30 years or, or, or even longer, you really had one primary breadwinner and and then you had another uh, parent that was sorry, parent or spouse <laughs> that would take care of the children and be the homemaker. Um, now both parties are, are, are working and um, this is America, uh, the land of opportunity where really anyone could be either an entrepreneur, there's education everywhere, you know, shows like this that provide education. So you have people that are, they have a dream of making money. And so I really do see it, um, where it's, you can be coming to the table with nothing, you know, per se, but let's say you have student loans or even those student loans are not considered marital, uh, assets or uh, liability, but let's say you're going into school and you're going to take out loans. You kind of want to put it in agreement if you're on the other side that anything that's taken like a student loan or any type of debt is not going to be your responsibility. I'm going to medical need. school. I'm going to spend $185,000 for three years. My wife just became whatever it is. Why should she have that debt if two years down the road, we don't get married? Absolutely. And, okay. and, and look, it's, it doesn't mean that the, the student or the person that's going to go to school is going to go after that, but you don't want to give them that leverage if you're on the other side. So it's really about just kind of having a system in place where in the event, a lot of people think of it and they say, Oh, well, you're already anticipating divorce, but not really. We're just anticipating order. And if, if we, for whatever reason, something happens and, and we decide to separate, cause that is what, you know, it's life. It happens we know what's going to happen. Like we have it in writing. And this is where your psychology degree and, and information comes into because you try to <laughs> convince somebody, Hey, sign this paper because what if we fail? And that's kind of a tough it sell. Is, it, but it's, it's, it's really hard sometimes because people don't even know how to approach it. Right. Um, because it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of emotions coming in. Um, but you'd be surprised. There's, you know, it, it also gives the other person, Hey, if you don't, if you think that there's a better way of doing it, 
let's put that on the table too. And you'd be surprised. Some people will say, well, let's add a provision that says after 20 years of marriage, I'm entitled to X, Y, Z. And right. you could do that. So that's, that's okay too. You can be as creative as you want. That's absolutely. The, that's your, your history and background and contracts. That's where that comes into yeah. play. So important. But I do want to, I do want to make a note. Uh, there's only two things. Well, there's typically two things that you cannot do in a prenup or a postnup, which is, and, and we'll talk about we'll that, in that. Um, so you cannot waive uh, child support. Okay. You cannot. So even if you don't have children, you can't say like, well, if we have children, I'm not going to be responsible. That's that's something you can never do. Um, and then uh, you cannot waive temporary support. So okay. uh, temporary support is while litigation is ongoing, um, there may be issues, even though there's a prenup, let's say there's marital assets. Because you could you could have a prenup that says this is mine, this is yours, but you could still have property together right. acquired during the marriage. So let's say that's at issue. A prenup cannot say during the duration of the marriage, or I'm sorry, during the duration of litigation, um, one spouse, even though they make three times as much as this spouse, is not responsible for maintaining of uh, the status quo, which is another, you know, maintaining the typical bills that were paid for during the marriage. Right. That's the other thing that you can't write off. Um, and typically what you have in an agreement is you're waiving it in a prenup, but there's like a footnote that says at this time, Florida law does not recognize this, but in the event that it does, then it would be applicable. So we're like, running low on time. Give <laughs> us the top two or three. How has the law changed? Where do you see the law changing? What's going on with family law? Number one thing is the remote, uh, being able to get divorced without having a hearing if it's uncontested. You could streamline that process. I've, I don't want to jinx it, but I've had it done as quick as maybe two to three days from start to finish the and divorce. And you're doing something and I want to get this on because it's important. Tell us about your oh, yes. yourself clinic coming up. So um, um, I created a course, very excited about it. It's launching on February 1st. And it's for, for those who don't need an attorney to do this type of uncontested divorce, which is we agree to everything or there's nothing to divide. We just need that paper. It's a course that teaches you how to do it yourself. I provide all of the forms video instructions, written instructions, little cute uh, workbooks, because, you know, you, you kind of want to make it fun to complete because it is going to be as fun great, as divorce can be. Yes, it can be. It's <laughs> it's a new life. It's a new start. It's um, it's something to be. I know it sounds weird, but it's something to be excited about. It's a next you're moving. You're growing as Forward. a person. Exactly. So it's it's something I'm very excited about. Um, I thank you so much for for bringing that up, but yeah. How do people get involved, learn? How do they get in touch with you so they can get in touch with the program? So they can definitely contact me. Uh, they could either shoot me an email or they can- What's your email? My email address is A, as in Anna, Fern, F-E-R-N, law, L-A-W, at Gmail, or you could also contact me at hello, that's H-E-L-L-O, at legallotus.com. Okay, and Legal Lotus, what's that all about? Legal Lotus, I love, love, love just, um, I love yoga. I love the whole concept behind um, the Lotus and how it, it just flourishes and comes from the mud. But it's it's a beautiful, it's just a, of how a human develops, how how you can reach your the greatest expression of yourself. And um, I practice law. So I was like, let's just put it together, Legal Lotus. And, and that's 
the rest is history. <laughs> and so where do you see yourself in five, 10, 15, 20 years from now? I don't know, but <laughs> I'm excited about it. Um, I, I see myself still practicing. I see myself probably venturing out in different uh, business ideas, which uh, is starting now with like the course and- Does and the course have a name or just- It's called uh, uh, DIY, do-it-yourself okay. divorce. And again, that's going to be on your website mm -hmm. or they can just contact you directly. One more time, Absolutely. give us a shot. Email, phone number, best way to reach you. Best way to reach me will probably be uh, via email. You could shoot, if it's about the divorce, uh, the uncontested course, you could shoot me an email at hello, H-E-L-L-O, -L -L at legallotus.com. If you want to uh, talk, discuss, maybe a consultation, you could definitely reach me in my personal email. That's a fern F-E-R-N law at gmail.com and if you want to go and have more information on the do-it-yourself course you can go to the diy divorce.org that was what i was looking for one more time on that the diy divorce.org sorry <laughs> <laughs> gotcha all right well and i want to thank you very much for being here today i think one of the things that we've learned is that Usually members in the Panther Panther to some Panther network are open. They're free. They're clear. They, they want to talk to people. They want to help people. Um, we are a dedicated group of people out to help Florida's families. And that's what we do at Panther Panther and San Pedro. And that's what our network does. Uh, when you have questions, when you have issues, feel free to call us. Anything to do with family law, uh, call Anna Fernandez, a, a proud member of our group and a great lawyer um, specializing in that area of law, family law. I want to thank everybody for being with us today. Have a great day.